Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, where you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local Mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, checking on Facebook too, doing the hard work so we don't have to. It's yep. Ashley Pickle. <laughs> Howdy. How are How you? How are you? Good. Good. Do we have first four through the door? Uh, we sure do. Let's see. It is Rob Hadaway, Rob Lilly, Matthew McSpadden, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, guys. Uh, and sitting to my right, the AFC Pro Bowl team to my NFC Pro Bowl team, it's Ishmael Johnson. Um, question, tell me one thing that happened in the Pro Bowl yesterday. Uh, they played it. They did, in fact, play it. That is about it. I just talk about talk about a, a, a sporting event being swallowed whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody paying attention to the Pro Bowl. I'm sure there were people who watched the Pro Bowl, and if you enjoyed it, then good for you. But I paid zero attention to the Pro Bowl, um, which... I think even without the news yesterday, I would have I would have paid almost zero attention to the Pro Bowl. But talk about sucking up all the oxygen in the room. Today is Monday, January 27th, 2020, 304 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 891, 891, the win probability added for uh, Mike Hargrove in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. It's a dorky stat. How exciting is that? I found Man, it. happy Monday. But I found it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, on today's show, guys, we've got some news and notes to get to, including a number of big-time uh, coaching hires across the state. Um, and then, back half the show, we were at the DFW Coaches Clinic on Friday and caught up with Arlington Lamar coach Laban DeLay. We'll hear from Coach DeLay uh, coming up here, talking about his squad, as well as what he's looking for when realignment rolls around on next Monday. That's right, by the way. UIL realignment is now one week away. We are one week, and in fact, I can, I'll keep telling you this every day. Uh, we are going to be broadcasting live from uh, Birdville uh, at 9.30 next Monday. So adjust your calendar. We will be on the air at 9.30 a.m. 
uh, live from Birdville where there's uh, a bunch of coaches gathered for the big reveal. We'll hopefully be able to grab a couple of coaches and talk to them about their instant reaction to the realignment. Uh, Ish, you're going to be in San Marcos. Mm -hmm. That's That's the other very big hub for uh, realignment. We will have it covered, uh, sponsored by our friends at James Hardy. You'll have uh, complete coverage of the 2020 UIL realignment, which is a huge, huge deal if you didn't realize. Uh, We will have that covered for you at TexasFootball.com, courtesy of our friends at James Hardy coming up here. Starting uh, on – there's preview stuff right now, including – For insiders, you have mock realignments from Matt Stepp for all the classifications, all the 11 main classifications, as well as uh, we just had uh, go up before um, we went on the air, uh, the new episode of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast for insiders only, uh, where we talked about realignment for 76 minutes. That's a long time. And so, by the way, that's the preview. (laughs) And so if you're into that kind of thing, uh, become a Dave Campbell's Textable Insider, and you can get 76 minutes of Step and I talking about realignment. We preview uh, kind of what to watch for in each classification um, and what we've kind of got our eye on when realignment comes out. Uh, so if you need a quick primer, and by quick I mean 76-minute primer <laughs> on realignment for next Monday, uh, it's Tep and Step. It should be in your feed if you're a Dave Campbell's Textable Insider. You can fed it into your uh, podcast feed. But if not, uh, then become a Dave Campbell's Textable Insider, textfullcom slash insider. Okay, let's get to some news and notes from around the state. We'll start uh, in Waco. Uh, Baylor has continued to uh, to make hires around Coach Dave Aranda. Uh, new Coach Dave Aranda has hired an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator is going to be uh, Ron Roberts, uh, who for the past two years has been uh, the defensive coordinator at uh, Louisiana. Is it Louisiana or Louisiana Lafayette? They've got like they've it's Lafayette. Yeah, they've tried. They're I, not good enough to call themselves. <laughs> They've yeah they've kind of uh, they've I think they've tried to rebrand but in they've any case tried to rebrand as yeah. the universe, as the school of the state and right it's like, no you're not. no it's Louisiana Lafayette yes uh, but they have hired Ron Roberts to be the defensive coordinator Ron Roberts was actually um, the boss for um, for Dave Aranda at one point um, and he was uh, and so he goes and he hires him he says that Roberts has, has been a mentor to him uh, and so. Ron Roberts will be the defense coordinator. It is unclear, by the way, whether who's going to be calling the plays mm-hmm. defense. Who's going to be calling the uh, the the plays defensively? Uh, because Dave Aranda, of course, was the defense coordinator at LSU. Um, it is not uncommon, or rather, not unheard of, for a head coach to call defensive plays. In fact, uh, Gary Patterson does it at TCU. Uh, but we'll see. In any case, Ron Roberts will be the defense coordinator for Baylor. They've also made an offensive coordinator hire. And it is a name that we are pretty familiar with here in the state. It is uh, Larry Fedora. Larry Fedora, uh, the former North Carolina and Southern Miss coach, is going to be the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for Baylor. This came down over the weekend. Uh, he was most recently an offensive analyst at Texas. I'm not real sure what an offensive analyst does. He collects a paycheck and he uh, points at a screen and like makes a point during like meetings. Man, he analyzes the offense. Man. That is a gig. But in any case, now he'll be the offense coordinator at Baylor. Yeah. Um, he was 79-62 at North Carolina and Southern Miss as a head coach. Um, in 2015, he led him to the ACC championship game. He got fired in 2018. Um, he'll be an offense coordinator for the first time since 2007 when he was the offense coordinator at Oklahoma State. That's kind of where he made his name. He is, of course, the brother of Lee Fedora, the head coach at a Consolidated. Uh, he's from College Station. 
uh, originally. And so uh, he is going to be the offense coordinator for Baylor. Um, we will see what that offense ends up looking like. It, you know, those offenses, if I remember correctly, tended to be more spread based. So I would mm-hmm. expect them. You I mean, know, there's a variation. I won't say it's it's not pure air raid, but it's a variation of that, tr- like a tangential part of that tree. Yeah, I want to say, um, probably more in line with. I'm trying to think. When did Gundy take over at Oklahoma State? Boy, oh five. So I want to say it was like, I mean, Gundy is a variation of that. Like, it's an offshoot of that air raid How system. long has Mike Gundy been there? Um, it's not pure. It's not it's Mike been the head Leach. coach since 05. Man, right. Man. It's not Mike Leach, but it is like you do know Oklahoma State for yes. spread out offenses, you know, vertical vertical, uh, vertical routes, things like that. Um, and that's what kind of Larry Fedora ran at North Carolina. And so I would and, – and that would, in my mind, be a little bit more of opening up the offense for Baylor. Sure. You know, Baylor was a little I mean, bit – I think North – I mean, you know, Seth Luttrell worked under him. Right. Right, so you think North Texas too, you think of that philosophy. Baylor was probably more under under Matt Rule. I would call them power spread, right? Yeah, They're, right. you know, that's a power right. running spread team. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to be a little bit more wide open uh, offense. But, of course, we'll see how it all shakes out. But Baylor does have their coordinators. Ron Roberts, defensive coordinator. And then uh, Larry Fedora is the defensive or, uh, offensive coordinator, rather. I think I got that backwards. Uh, and, by the way, there is a report now that, um, and this came out last week, that uh, Joey McGuire, uh, who was the associate head coach and defensive ends coach under Matt Rule, uh, and they, announced, was, they announced it officially. Yeah. They did announce yeah. it officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced that he is going to stay on staff there at Baylor, which I think is a pretty huge win for them. I, you know, I was under the impression, you know, he was a pretty highly thought of candidate for the head coaching job. Um, obviously, he did not get that. Yeah, I was under the impression that he was probably going to bolt because mm-hmm. you know you get passed over. Do you really want to work for the guy that that beat you that quote unquote beat you out for the job? Right. Um, Especially if other offers come at you. Absolutely, but see, sounds like Joey McGuire. At least it's been report. It's now uh, now confirmed by the, by the school that Joey McGuire is going to stay on staff. That's a pretty huge win for uh, for David Randa, I would say. So that's the latest in the Baylor coaching news. Uh, also, uh, SMU has made a hire uh, as their co-offensive coordinator. Um, you uh, as they will bring in a guy whose last name uh, you may remember. Uh, last name it, it, his name is Garrett Riley. He is the younger brother of Lincoln Riley. And, man, it is insane how much they look alike. I saw those pictures, and I was like, holy cow, there's no denying that you're brothers. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, Garrett Riley spent time on the Texas Tech roster. As a quarterback, he went into coaching. Uh, he also played a season, a season at Stephen F. Um, and he was going to be, he was the running backs coach for Appalachian State. Uh there's a there's a whole bunch of dominoes. Let me talk through. Yeah, <laughs> it starts at Mizzou. <laughs> Mizzou fires Barry Odom. Mm-hmm. They go and hire Eli Drinkwitz uh, from Appalachian State. Right. So now they need a head coach. I believe they promote their offensive coordinator. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I believe they promote their offensive coordinator. And it sounds like Garrett Riley, who was the running backs coach at App State, was in line to get the promotion to offensive coordinator. Well, now he's going to be the new co-offensive coordinator at. SMU um, under coach Sonny Dykes um, it's going to be him and offensive line coach AJ Ricker are going to take over uh, offensive uh, offensive uh, coordinating duties uh, for SMU and so yeah uh, coach coach Sonny Dykes said he's pretty excited about him there's a guy who did coach he was the position coach if you're into that kind of thing mm-hmm. and you believe in this kind of correlation he was the position coach for the Sunbelt player of the year Sunbelt yeah. offensive player of the year, and that Darianton Evans uh, who was really good 
one of those guys that maybe you didn't pay if you didn't pay a whole lot of attention to App State this year. Uh, they were really good. They were pretty clearly the best team in the Sun Belt, and they had the best player offensively, at least in the Sun Belt, in Terrington Evans. And so Lincoln Riley's brother, Garrett Riley, who you should probably just refer to as Garrett Riley, um, is going to be the new offense coordinator and quarterbacks coach there for SMU. Um, we should probably close the loop on the D.R. King story. D.R. King has found a home. And, of course, the Houston quarterback, uh, the Manville product, who uh, had the very bizarre situation where he redshirted, like, in the early part of the 2019 season, uh, has landed somewhere. And I would say a little bit of a surprise, Mm -hmm. I would say. He lands not at Oklahoma. He lands not at Arkansas. He lands not at LSU. Lands Miami. I don't even think we threw that out no. as an option, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, he's he's heading to Miami uh, to be the um, to be the uh, presumably at least to to fight for the head coach or the starting position uh, alongside uh, Tate Martell, who is still there as well. You may remember the name Tate Martell. I mean, also Jaron Thompson and all that. Jaron Thompson. I mean, they've Tate got Martell a lot. Was like the third string quarterback. They've got a <laughs> lot of guys there. Um, yeah, Jaron Jaron Williams, Nikosi Perry, yeah, and Tate Martell, and yeah. now. Uh, Dr. King adds into the mix. Uh, that is, um, uh, he's going to be to kind of tie into the last story. Rhett Lashley is the mm-hmm. new offensive coordinator at at, at Miami, yep. who was the offensive coordinator at SMU. I think that you know, I think they obviously have a, have a tie uh, together. Uh, it will be very interesting to see if he's able to win this win this job because this is. I mean, I'll be honest. He probably wouldn't be transferring there if he didn't think that he was going to win this job. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I yeah. mean, I mean and if, if Rhett Lashley looked around the quarterback room and said, "I can't win with either, any of these guys," you know, that's, yeah, that, that might have you know, that might have played a part in the recruitment or, or in the pitch to yes. him or the pitch to maybe Manny Diaz saying, "Hey, I'm your quarterback." You'll be front of the line, right? You know what I mean? Manny, I mean, like, let's not forget, Manny Diaz is also probably. I mean, it's, he's only a sec- going into his second year, but. They didn't end the year great, and the offense was terrible. Yeah. So he's might be coaching for his job, if not this year, maybe if not this upcoming year, maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, and so he needs a instant boost to yeah. uh, you know get some uh, get some cash. Out. It sounds like Tate Martell is going to stick around. Yeah, Tate Martell, uh, former A and M commit at one point. Former A and M commit, former Ohio State enrollee, and uh, that was it, right? Just those Man. two. But then obviously went to he, Miami. So. Uh, and I, I watch a little bit of – he got into that bowl game. Yeah. And it's like – The offense wasn't good. No, the offense stuck. No, the offense – like, they they fired their offensive coordinator after one year, yeah. which is pretty telling. Right. Anyway, D.R. King is going to head to uh, Miami, so we'll close the loop on oh, that. Some head coaching news, too. Uh, Delbert Kelm just resigned at Crawford. Delbert Kelm? Okay. Really? Delbert yeah. Kelm is re- – you know, I had heard Smoke some – tweeted that out. Yeah, I had, I had heard some, some – rumblings about some changes at Crawford. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Delbert Kelm, uh, you know, a guy we've got to know around here, he's going to, uh, he's resigning at Crawford. So Crawford is open. Speaking of, let's do one more thing in the college football ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Connolly, friend of the show, um, has, uh, he now works, he used to work for SB Nation, but he got a big boy job at ESPN. That's not say SB Nation's not a big boy job, but Pretty pretty big to go work for the Four Letter Network. Um, he has done his piece. He did an annual piece at SB Nation. He's carried it over to ESPN.com about the top twenty. He did the top one hundred games uh, in college football in two thousand and nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, and there is a distinctly Texas flair, and generally speaking, not a positive one. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, if you look through the top twenty, uh, Texas shows up a few places. Yep. Number twelve. 
Memphis 54 and SMU 48, mm -hmm. which was a great that, game. That was a fantastic game. game. Really fun game. SMU came out on the wrong end of it, but a great game. Number 11, Tulane 38, Houston 31. Another great game. Uh, that was, the I believe, the last game that Tierra King played. Was yeah. It? yeah, yeah, he played there. He played there for him. Uh, but uh, so that was that was number eleven well, featuring. Uh, that one did feature uh, Justin McMillan, though. Former, yes, it did. Uh, former Cedar Hill, right? Yes, former yeah. Cedar Hill. Uh, so there's yeah, there's a positive Texas. Uh, number right ten and number nine are Oklahoma's wins over Baylor, uh, thirty four, thirty one, and thirty to twenty three. They're two wins. Um, and so that is uh, that's number ten and number nine. Uh, then number seven is LSU forty five, Texas thirty eight. Again, great game. But we lost. <laughs> We're starting all to be starting to be on zero for five here in the in the top twenty, uh, and I believe that is it. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was it. Uh, and then the number one game he had was uh, if you're interested, the top three. Number one, Clemson over uh, Ohio State. Can't really argue with that. That was an awesome game. That was yeah. great. Uh, number two was uh, uh, LSU over LSU over Alabama. Again, I would completely agree in a top three game that one down for me and then uh this is kind of uh then this would be kind of the game that he was most excited about or number three uh, ucla 67 and washington state 63 that one was wild that yeah. one that that's like that's like ellis like i think ohio state and clemson and then uh lsu and alabama you can be like man those were like really like well played well coached everything just like classic games right, right? And then UCLA and Wazoo was just like, ah, let's just cut the brakes. <laughs> It'll be fun. Don't forget, uh, was it UCLA? Who was trailing? Was it UCLA trailing? Um, 49-17? Yeah, 49-17. Uh, UCLA was um, was down 49-17 in the third quarter yeah. and came back and won. Okay, that was it. Okay, because I remember going to sleep at that point and then waking up to UCLA winning. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're and you're like, like wait, wait, hold someone on. Someone got that score no, wrong. <laughs> no, they were down 32 in the third quarter. That's and then they won. Uh, a wild game. Anyway. Uh, there's that. Check that out on ESPN.com. Uh, our friend Bill Conley. And then you mentioned the Delbert, a few Texas high school football coaching notes. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the Delbert Kelm news. That's coming down right now as we're as we're recording. We're not recording. We're live. Hi. Um, here on on uh, as Delbert Kelm, the coach Crawford has re uh, resigned. Uh, also, speaking of coaches who have state championship pedigree, is uh, side fair coach Ed Pajowski has retired. Mm, yes. Uh, after boy, I want to say 19 years there at side fair. Of course, he led the he led. Um, he led Cy Fair to a state championship back in 2017, that really remarkable win over Hewitt Midway in 2017. Um, Epijowski, a state championship coach. I I'm interested. Step tweeted about this, and I tend to agree. Step believes that because of the success they've had there, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to imagine them going external. Um, they yeah. have a they have a system. They have, they a, have an identity. Yeah. yeah. You know they are hard-nosed defense you up. and run run the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, yeah, I, I I tend to agree with Steph that it's hard to imagine they're going to bring in a guy to be like, oh, let's just blow it up and do something different. Right, yeah. right. Um, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so I fair. Obviously, things are going very well for them. Uh, and then the other one that I want to mention is That's uh, a, real fast too. That's a, a very simple first name to go with a very complicated. Ed Pajowski. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Ed. they were like, you know what, Coach Ed, we're gonna have we're gonna give you an easy first name because no one will ever be able to spell your last name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody just said. Um, Coach P was that what they called? Oh yeah, him. but no, uh, that would not surprise because me yeah, because if you didn't, if you don't know, we've got it on the bottom of the screen. But it's P U S T E J O V S K Y, and then and it's Pajowski. <laughs> so it's a it's a silent S T E. Yep, <laughs> as one does. Uh, and then finally, um, Gilmer has made a hire. They have promoted from within again. Uh, in it's they have hired uh, hired their offensive coordinator uh, Alan Metzel is the new head coach at Gilmer. Um, and this is, again, I would say the kind of thing where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
you know, things are going very well for Gilmer. In fact, let me look this up. The last time uh, they had that down year in uh, in in down year in in 2018 where they went three rounds deep. They went six and seven, but it was a, they entered the playoffs at four and six, uh, won two playoff games, and then got in, lost in uh, the semifinals mm. or regional semifinals. Beyond that, uh, they have had be, besides 2018, they have had one non 10 win season since 2003 so good. yeah okay. i would say that gilmer is doing okay uh yeah gilmer is is doing okay that uh, that was under jeff trailer and now and they promoted from within with matt turner mm-hmm. uh and then matt turner is now promoting from within or with matt turner retiring they are promoting alan metzel their offensive coordinator so the gilmer will have a new head coach out there in east texas ahead of a realignment coming up here on monday we're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State, including next Monday, realignment. The UIL realignment coverage brought to you by our friends at James Hardy uh, at TexasFootball.com slash realignment. On Friday, we made the very long trek. I mean, we... It was Put some ride. tread under the tires mm-hmm. to go to Grapevine, which is like if anybody knows like where our office is. I think it's. I think it was. It may have been Seven. more than five, but only because the parking was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. We tried to park for like more time than we it took us to drove like drive over here. That right. is accurate. That, yeah, that is yeah. very accurate. Parking was not fun <laughs> there uh, at, at at the DFW clinic. But we went over to the DFW clinic, caught up with a number of coaches. We're going to be editing and putting up those uh, those uh, interviews that we did. And a lot of fun. Uh, with with coaches, one of the coaches who stopped by the booth, uh, the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings, Coach Laban Delay. What a great year they had in 2019. Here's our conversation with Arlington Lamar Coach Laban Delay here on Texas Football today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the DFW Coaches Clinic in Grapevine. Here with the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings is Coach Laban Delay. Coach, appreciate you taking a little bit of time uh, for us. Uh, I know that it's just January, but we were talking before we came on that. Seems like the work is already beginning for 2020. Oh yeah, football in Texas never ends. Yeah. So uh, we took a little break over Christmas break, the regular holiday, and then after that, uh, we were ready to start up track and, and hitting the weight room hard, and we'll start football skills in about three weeks from now. Okay. Well, I, I want to know, you know, what is it when you come to events like this? I know you mentioned you were at the AFCA convention in Nashville before this. Now you're here at the DFW Coaches Clinic. What are you? What are you looking to get from here? You're a guy who's been around the, the coaching block a, a, a couple of times. That's not to call you old, right? Uh, but right. but why? Uh, you know, what are you looking to to, to cu- get whenever you come to something like this? Well, for starters, this DFW Clinic is one of the best in the state every year. So I think they've been going for 20, 21 years, and I've been at every one of them. Um, I always steal nugget from every lecture. It seems like. Um, does it always pertain to our program? Maybe not, but it, maybe it's something that we can use down the road. So um, another great lineup of lectures, and i um, just excited to get in there and hear what they have to say. Let's go back to, to 2019. You guys go 10-2. Go and two. Uh, You run into uh, getting into a shootout with Midland Lee in the area around a, a wild game. I'm interested in kind of how you would – uh, how you would sum up what you guys were able to accomplish in 2019? 
Um, it was a great year. You know, you talk about that senior class. They won 11 games as juniors and then 10 games as seniors. And um, a lot of those guys were sophomores when, when we uh, uh, went two rounds deep that year, too. So uh, that group that is graduating, um, they were stacking success on top of the success. And that's what you want to build in a program. And um, we're going to just try to build off of that. But we're awfully proud of what they accomplished in 2019. And you feel like that has set a stage for the younger guys that have seen this kind of success. They know that that's possible. And more importantly, they know what that takes. Absolutely. The standard's been set. Mm-hmm. And um, over the last four or five years, um, we just keep on creeping up. And then, again, stacking success on top of success. And, and uh, the younger guys see that, and they don't want to go below the standard. Absolutely. Now, I'm, I'm interested. You know, one thing that's been kind of a hot topic uh, early in the offseason is, is running track. I know that that's something that you're seeing more and more coaches not just ask you to run track but right. insist upon running track is that something that's important in your program there's a huge correlation between track and football there's no doubt about it um but for us i want competing also so if they're not in the gym playing basketball or not playing baseball then um they're going to be running track and um there's no if ands or buts about it Mar vikings gonna run track and play football so but i want our kids competing i mean it, again the speed part of it you, you can't hide when you're on the track you got to compete but um, there's a direct correlation between the two sports. And finally, it's January 24th. We are about 10 days out from realignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's on the minds of everybody. It seems to me, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, there's not a whole lot that you can – you guys are kind of locked in to yeah. what you're going to do in, in Arlington ISD. What, what are you going to have your eyes on uh, come February 3rd? You know, it's always an exciting time. You got the Super Bowl the day before that. We got regional uh, the meeting uh, on February 1st. We got signing day February 5th. So uh, that week is a busy week. So it's an exciting day, exciting week. But as far as realignment, yeah, the, the five Arlington schools, Seguin will be down, but the five Arlington schools will stick together. But you never know which way UIO is going to push us. So it's going to be a, a fun time at 9 o'clock in the morning. It, uh, the website will crash. We'll yes, all know. We'll know exactly yes, uh, what's going on. Coach, appreciate your time. Thank you. Good appreciate soon. it. There is Laban DeLay, the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings. We talked with him there at the DFW Clinic there in Grapevine. Great clinic. A lot of good folks there. Um, and chatted them up. It's always what we were talking about because all three of us were there. And we mentioned we got there early, like two-ish. And we had to make sure we got there before happy hour. Because <laughs> at happy hour, I'm like, nope, not doing any more interviews. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're shutting I, down. I have a, I, I don't have a lot of journalistic like druthers, sure. like like ethics. Mm-hmm. I am fundamentally a hack. <laughs> but um, we're gonna cut. I'm gonna cut that and put that on Twitter for you. <laughs> I am. You know, I'm a hack fraud. Um, but I will say, like one of my one of my big things is like, if you have an adult beverage in your hand. Mm-hmm. Off the record, yeah. anything you say, because just that's not fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? That oh, yeah. we got, we all got to play by the same rules, mm-hmm. and so I, that's just my own thing. If other people want to do that, that's their own particular thing. But that's that's a hard and fast rule I've had I've had for a while, and so that's not to say that like if somebody says, "Man, I think like if a coach says while well, he's had one, he goes, "Man, I think we're going to be really good." Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm not making a mental note right. and being like, mm, "Okay, well, coach." So you thought they were going to be really good, right? Yeah, mental but notes are a lot different than putting it out in just for like the entire and world. Blowing it's it like, up. Oh, right. hey, coach, so and so just told me spot. four beers in. Blah yeah, blah exactly. blah. You know, that's exactly right. So, uh, in any case, uh, that was a great conversation there with Coach Laban Delay uh, there at the DFW Clinic. And now we got Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, let's see. There was one question earlier. Uh, Mies asked, he said, are there any schools that y'all already have a big eye on to see how realignment affects them? Couple. Um, 
Longview. Very interested to see mm-hmm. what happens with Longview That's and John Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you listen to the DFW, or I'm sorry, the um, Teppin stuff, new episode of Teppin stuff. We run through those. 76 minutes worth of it. Very interested in that. Very interested to see uh, what they do in Cisco. I want to see what they do with Cisco, who's dropping down. Um, and then I'm also, the biggest thing for me, and I, I hit on this in, in Teppin stuff, so please listen to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think districts are overrated. And I think regions are super underrated, okay? Whenever you get your district, that's great. But if you're a fan, like obviously the district matters. But if you're a fan, zoom out and look at your region because that's the path you have to walk. And so there, I've got eyes on teams that can switch regions, right? I've got in, I'm interested in seeing where Grandview goes, right? Two-time defending champs, they're going to be ranked to start the year. Mm-hmm. Hot take. Um, do they switch over to region two? Because that's not just shifting regions. That's shifting sides of the bracket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Waco La Vega. Waco La Vega can be region two. They can be region four. They can be anywhere. Isn't mm. there a Corpus school that's... Uh, Cal Allen? Cal, Cal Allen. Allen. I'm, gonna, I'm very interested to see what they do down there, but it seems yeah, like... region four. They'll be region four, but I'm interested to see how their district shakes out because um, Port LaFont Calhoun's dropping with sure. them. That could be a really interesting district. Uh, but then the other one is Mart. Mart can go... Mark could be two, three, or four. Mm-hmm. Really really and truly. Mason is the same way. Mm-hmm. Mason could be... They've been in Region 4, and we kind of thought about them as a Region 4 team because they've been Region 4 for the past like, couple of alignments. But they could very easily be, like, legit Region, like, one. Yeah. So, keep it on... That's, that's my big thing, and, and the thing I'm going to keep preaching is, yes, the districts are important, but the regions are arguably as important as the district. The one, yeah, the one I'm, I'm, I'm interested in is, is the... So there are a couple schools in uh, the Austin area that are dropping down. Mm-hmm. I believe Anderson, mm-hmm. and there's one more I'm forgetting. Um, and I'm going to really... Is it... Uh, not Layman. Anderson... I can't remember. There was another Austin school. Yes. But that frees up that Lake Travis-Westlake district to either remain... With those two, it's still it'd be a deep yeah. district. It'd be seventeen district without those two, I believe. Um, but there's also that I thirty five corridor that stretches all the way when you get to the top of the uh, shirts mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, Converse district, mm-hmm. where it's San Marcos. You got uh, 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 Smithson Valley. Mm-hmm. All those all those different schools that I mean, San Marcos was in that Austin district like two realignments ago. Mm-hmm. Like they got kicked up to region two, and like random little things like that. Like yeah, easily. Or like the the district that I feel like so many people in that area have wanted to see, which is the Hayes, Layman, San Marcos, Judson, Smithson Valley district. Yes, uh, that's mm-hmm. something like that's always been speculated when San Marcos got bumped up to six. It was like, oh, we're going to get that. They haven't gotten that, but that's one of the regions, um, or that's one of the areas that I'm really interested in to see what happens in that Austin to San Antonio corridor. It, yeah, you're exactly right. That could shake out a lot. You know, all those teams are going to be Region Four. Yeah, but. Like, it's math. They're not going to create right, extra yeah. districts. There's right. only going to be 32. Right. Right? And so, you you know, I kind of, I, I mentioned on the podcast, sometimes you're taking 10 pounds of it and you are got to shove it into a five-pound bag. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of interesting kind of dynamics there. But, yeah, that's a great point is that that I-35 corridor there uh, kind of between Austin and San Antonio right. could get really hairy. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the UIL shakes that out. And then finally, we got a correct answer to the question for said sticker right there. 
the answer from Robert Lilly was Gordon Wood. Yay, Robert Lilly. Uh, Robert Lilly, we'll get to you and we'll get your address and we'll make sure we send this over to you. So congratulations. We'll have another. Ooh. We'll have another. Um, I'm really mad. I missed that on camera. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have, an, we'll have another uh, question for a sticker tomorrow. We've got three more of these bad boys to give away. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.